Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Jake Kerr. I'm your host today of this Black Ink podcast. This is episode number 56, and this is the third time I have attempted to record this podcast. So I'm hoping that I get it in the fucking bag. Now, before I begin, I would like to say one thing. Quick shout out to Mason Signs in uh, Halifax, I believe who just of late have been giving me the most amount of help. So I want to give them a quick shout out. If you have any sign printing and stickers and any of that sort of needs, make sure you hit up Mark and Tracy Mason of Mason Signs because they have gone above and beyond helping me and I can't thank them enough. So make sure, hit them up if you need any sign writing done. And I'm going to be getting my Ford Ranger sign written very soon. And as you know, if you're following the story, I recently got the black ink number plates put onto the Ranger. So all that's left is a sign writer. I'm looking for something a little bit different though. I don't really want to go for just like a standard, you know, black ink, apparel, social design, screen printing, blah, 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 blah. I kind of, I want to make it a bit elusive. I want to make it a bit, um, what do you call it? Like, you know, I want people to look at it and go like, what the fuck is black ink? That's, that's what I want them to do. So you're not even necessarily communicate with the, the people that are reading it exactly what I do. I just want to let them know that I'm there, you know? And I mean, obviously, if you want to do that, you just put black ink on the side and leave it and say nothing. But at the same time, I kind of want it to be a little bit more than that. You know, I kind of want to <clears throat> bring people to my call to action through genuine curiosity rather than like, Oh yeah, I want to get some screen printing done. Who was that person that I saw advertising screen printing? Because you know what? It's been done. It's been done. And I don't know if you're paying attention to Black Ink, but I'm not doing what's been done. I'm doing my own damn things. I'm having fun doing it. How exciting is that? And did you know, did you know, an exclusive for the podcast listeners only, you've made it a minute and 30 seconds into my podcast. I'm going to congratulate you by giving you this information. I am very close to having Black Ink coffee mugs produced. And let me tell you, the advertisement that I'm going to shoot for these coffee mugs is fucking silly. I'm so excited to see how this is going to turn out. It's one of those things. It's the first time I've really had like a directed idea about <clears throat> about how I want to promote something or how I want to advertise it. I've written down like literally a script of how this video is going to look. And I'm excited about how like the, I'm, I'm excited just pure, like, sorry, I'm tripping up on my words here. I've got a mouthful of marbles and a big dick. I don't, I'm it's up to you, but I, uh, I saw it in my head when I first was considering how I would go about taking a photo just to advertise it. I'm like, you know what, something like this needs a video. And then I started thinking like, how do I create that video in a way that it doesn't look like someone's just recorded it on an iPhone, right? So I thought about it and I considered, what does a video that's professionally produced look like given the resources that I have, given the setting that I have and all the rest, how would you set the scene how, what would you expect to see and hear in that pro professionally produced video advertising a mug? And as I asked myself that question, I saw it. And now that I've got you right at the edge of the fucking cliff, wondering what it might be, what it might look like, I'm just going to make you wait. Okay? Okay? That's how it's going to work. But I can tell you this, they're going to be super fun. They're going to be affordable. And you're going to want to drink your coffee at home because you're going to have a fucking clean, crispy, black ink mug that tells you, it tells you what we do. Right, so get excited about that. Now, it's fucking eight o'clock in the morning, I think. It's eight o'clock, it's five minutes past eight o'clock in the morning on my Wednesday, which means it's nice, bright, and early on your Thursday morning because you watch this just as it comes out because you're a faithful Black Ink podcast listener who doesn't let a single episode slip you by. And for that, I thank you. I, I honestly still can't believe how you tell your friends about this podcast because you believe in it so much because you enjoy what I've got to say so much. You recommend it to your friends. That's amazing. And you like them, subscribe, all the shit. Okay, okay, shameless plug. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Right. I was just in the shower and I was thinking, I mean, I'm always thinking, but I was thinking, what's different? What's different? I don't know about you, but I fucking look around these days and shit's different. Shit is different. And I'm constantly talking with my dad and, you know, we, we talk about business, we talk about how people communicate, we talk about society. And I mean, we don't use those big kind of words to describe what we're talking about, but essentially that's what we're talking about. And there is such a massive shift in everything that's going on now. And it seems that, I mean, everybody knows that change is the only thing that stays consistent in the human life, right? Things are always going to be changing, but I just feel the rate at which things change is going faster and faster. Every like six months, it seems that the world looks completely different to what it did six months before that. And I feel like it took six years for those changes to happen when I was only a boy and I'm only 28 years old now. So the rate at which everything has increased is crazy. I remember when I was 10 years old living in Port Hedland, my mum told me, no, maybe I told my mum, I forget where I heard this, but it was the complexity and uh, technological advancement of technology itself would double itself every 11 months. Which means that if you know the, the capability of our digital storage was 512 meg on January the 1st, you know, 2000, 2000, then the capacity of what we could hold in November of 2000 was a gig. We, we, like we doubled what we could do with technology every 12 months. Now, I heard that almost 19 years ago, which means that, I mean, back when I was 10, I mean, I'll admit, Dude, I remember, see, my uh, my parents used to manage a transport company up in Port Hedland and Kununurra and you know, Parabadu and all these places that we lived. Uh, but in Port Hedland specifically, I actually had my own little office. You know, uh, mum used to be the office girl and like the, the office in these particular yards with anyone who's worked up north way back then would know was just dongers. It wasn't a building or anything. It was just a couple of dongers that were slapped in the middle of the yard and, you know, your trucks would operate around them sort of thing. And I used to have my own computer. And on that computer, I had like fucking three games. I think I might have had Microsoft Word, which used to come on a disc, by the way. Um, what else? There was not, you know, there was nothing really going on on that computer. You know what I mean? Compared to a computer now where you can do fucking everything. You know what I mean? Like I heard the other day, it's, it's an essential part of modern life that you have a connection to the internet. There are so many things that you need just to do in your regular everyday life that require the internet, that it's now an essential part of living. So it kind of explains the difference in bloody technology. But on that computer, like I remember that thing used to take like nine minutes to turn on. Like you would turn it on and go do some shit and then come back and that thing would still be fucking fans going and you'd hear some beeping and shit in there every now and then you hear a bit of a rattle or something going on the computer. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Is this thing powered by a couple of mice running in one of those fucking endless wheels? Anyway, so that's when I heard that. And now, 19 years later, I sit about 15 foot away from my MacBook Pro, which is two years old. It's sorry, it's three years old, and that runs, you know, PowerPoint Illustrator. It runs, um, not PowerPoint, fucking Photoshop Illustrator. It runs that AR, that uh, Spark AR, that Facebook thing. It, you know, I've got fucking, I've got every fucking program that I need, everything that I've used to build my business. You know what I mean? And that thing's three years old. It's three years old. Everyone knows technology these days. If you've got a phone that's two years old, it's time to trade the thing in because it's going to stop working. You know what I mean? That's how good technology is now. So when I considered like, what you know, what's changing? And, and even like little things. Yesterday, I, I had this weird experience where I was in the industrial area and like, you know, I, I, I'm a busy guy. You know what I mean? I'm a busy guy, but within reason. I think it's important to mention that because like, 
I'm I'm a busy person in that I don't speed everywhere in my car. Like it's not like I'm one of those I'm not one of those people who at the lights I'm like, yep, turns green. First, second, third, fourth. I don't do that, but I do get through my gearbox quickly and I get up to the speed limit, not as quickly as possible, but within reason at a certain rate. You know what I mean? So it's like let's not fuck around. If the speed limit's eighty, let's let's get to eighty and stay there. And Look, as a faithful listener of my podcast, you know how I feel about doing the speed limit and other people doing the speed limit. So anyway, I was pulling out of this area, this shop. It was a, um, it's the fucking TNT uh, branch here in town because I was picking up a a box full of um, blank garments. So I've gone in there, I've got there, I'm pulling out and there's this car coming around the corner and respectfully, I was like, I'll wait for him to go past and then I'll go because, you know, typically I find that if you set the pace, like if you get in your car from doing whatever, and you try and beat that first person out of the car park, you'll continue driving like that until you get out of the car. So if you can kind of start how you want to finish, then typically you end up just like respectfully driving everywhere, you know? So I let this person go ahead of me and he's driving a big four liter fucking stupid patrol with, you know, suspension made out of marshmallows and tires that are like the size of me sort of thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. You know, like to each their own if you want to do that with your money in your car and all that. And like the bullshit part is, you know, this person works six days a week and never goes four wheel driving. You know, like he's spent all of his money that he makes at his job on his car, which he only uses to get to and from his job. But I'm not picking on his fucking life decisions. All I'm saying is that's the car he drove and that's the person that he is, right? So the person that I am, I'm sitting there respectfully going like, yeah, no, it's all good. And... Oh, I just put two and two together. This is in the same industrial area that I was talking about in my fucking people going too slow episode, right? So this motherfucker continues to sit on 20 kilometers an hour the whole way out of the industrial area. And I'm like, hey, bro, you know what? You're not pulling over on the side of the road. So in my book, you're still an all right sort of guy. Okay, you're still all good in my book. So he fucking and where I was, all you have to do is like turn right onto this street Go up that street, you come to a T intersection, you turn right again, that takes you to the exit of Halifax, and then you just turn left and you're onto a 60k per hour road and you go out into the wilderness, right? So he's sitting on 20k's per hour, stops at that first T intersection. There's two cars coming from the right. Both of them have their indicator on to turn left. I look to the left, there's no one coming. So I make the assumption that this person is going to use all of his fucking IQ points all at once, put everything together, two and two makes four, and he's able to just pull out and continue on his way, but he doesn't. What does he do? He stops. He waits. The first car goes round, and the second car goes round, and then he takes off. Right up to 30 k's per hour, the whole way, dribbling his nuts along the road right until we get to the exit of Halifax, and then stop sign. But (laughs) this is the part that I love. Because when people go that slow, it's like, oh, they're being safe. They're being courteous and considerate of everyone else. They don't want to go roaring down the road and they don't want to go over the speed limit. In fact, they're going to be so fucking safe. They go under the speed limit just in case their car rolls over or something. He then pulls through the stop sign without stopping because he's so safe. Because he's so fucking aware of what the road rules are. Because he is so above the rules that he just moseys on through the stop sign, you know, because he's already going slow enough. Why the fuck would he need to stop? Of course, I'm still on his side. I still believe in him and what he, all of his reasons for breaking all the fucking rules, going under the speed limit, waiting for these people to go around the corner after they've obviously got their indicators on and then just moseying on through the fucking stop sign because he is a direct descendant of God himself and gets to make these decisions, right? And then 
In this 60K per hour zone, he's six on 40Ks per hour, okay? We're just sitting on 40Ks per hour. Sorry, he gets ahead of me, and I can see he's just fucking meandering up to the fucking speed limit, which I thought he was. And you know why he got ahead of me? Because your boy stopped at the stop sign, okay? Because I got some bullshit fine when I was like 19 years old for not stopping at a stop sign long enough, and now I can't help myself. Even if there is no one around at 3 o'clock in the morning and no one's watching, I'll still stop at the fucking stop sign because I'll be damned if I'm going to give the police any more of my fucking money for a bullshit law that doesn't need to exist. But I stopped. He goes, I catch back up to this motherfucker and I'm like, it's all good because I'm turning left at this intersection and he's going to go straight. Like, you know, he can normally tell by the body language of someone's car. Well, no, this guy pulls into the slip lane, slows me right down to just about fucking stopping before we got to the end of the slip lane. And I don't know about you guys, but did you know you can actually look at the traffic lights as you approach them and you can start to using the information that you can gather by looking at the, the, the lights and where the red and where the green is or if it's orange or RR, you can actually predict what's going to happen next because all lights pretty much work on the same set of rules and following those sets of rules, you can guess whether you need to stop at the slip lane, whether you need to go down a gear, whether you're going to be coming to a complete stop or whether you're going to roll through this bitch or whatever it might be. And me being me, I mean, this is something that truck drivers tend to know because the thing you're trying to do the least is actually bring your truck to a stop. So if you can read those lights from however far away and just get in the appropriate gear you need to and just roll up to those lights, so as soon as they turn green, you can just put the hammer to the fucking metal and keep going, then that's the ideal situation. So I've rolled up to these lights doing, you know, 15 kilometers per hour going like, hey, these guys turning right have got the green light which means that there is no other traffic that can now enter the lane that we're about to go into, so you don't need to stop. But what does homeboy do? Oh, he comes to more of a stop than what he did at the fucking stop sign. I'm like, hey, bro, what the fuck is going on? You know? So angry. So angry. I had blood leaking out my ears. I was so upset. So he comes to a stop, and I'm like, that's all good. I can see what's going on. I know it takes him a minute to like process bringing his car to a stop and then turning his head to the right to see if there's any cars coming being able to like negotiate the information that's coming into his brain like oh there's no cars coming i can go um first gear my foot's on the clutch um and then figures it all out and continues to roll out i haven't come to a stop yet because you know smart saw what's going on he's pulled out and then he's gone in the inside lane and i'm like cool bruh i've snapped first into second that turbo's kicked into gear and i've just fucking whiplash around the outside of this fucking you know anyway as he sees me coming up alongside him, you can guess what he did next. What did he do? Oh, he sped up. He sped up, didn't he? So he's now punishing his fucking rig, trying to keep up with mine. But this is the thing you don't understand when you put 42-inch wheels on your car, buddy. Your engine was never made to turn those. And I know you think you got a big dick because you're driving this massive truck around town. But the reality is you're just putting so much unnecessary pressure on that fucking four-liter non-turbo engine that you're never going to keep up with your boy's fucking 2011 PK, right? Three litre turbo diesel. This thing's made to punish cars like yours. You understand? You think because I've got a smaller engine? You are majorly, majorly fucking incorrect, my friend. You are incorrect. So I whip around the outside. That turbo teaches him a lesson he's been needing to learn for the past fucking three and a half minutes. And I just zip on ahead of him, get into the left-hand lane. Why? Because that's where every car belongs unless you're overtaking or you're speeding up or do, or maybe you're turning right. So I get into the left-hand lane and come up to the next set of lights, which normally are green all the time, but they're red. 
And I see this fuckwit get into the right-hand lane. I'm like, hey, bro, you know what you're not going to do is get past me, okay? So I get into the right-hand lane, come to a complete stop, the car in front of me. And as it turns out, it's actually the better move because the car's in left-hand lane. They're backed up about three, four people. And I thought to myself, I wonder if he's going to gun it when the light turns green. Because one thing's for sure, and this is the thing, like I'm not saying I'm the smartest person here. I'm just, this is just my experience, right? But sitting in this position where I've got, you know, Captain, whatever his name is behind me, I'm thinking like, right, I've already made the, I've communicated with this person through my actions that I am in some sort of hurry or that I am at least going to get up to the speed limit at a reasonable rate. I mean, I haven't gone past him and given him the finger or pulled my nuts out and drawn a face on it that says, fuck you or anything. All I've done is gone past him at the first chance that I had and fucking got into it. And then when I've seen an opening, jumped into the right-hand lane for that red light, and then since I passed him, all he's done is sped up and tried to fucking prove that his car can do the speed limit when he's just had all the fucking time in the world to show me that it could, and he failed to do so. So the light turns green, the car in front of me takes off because he's a respectable fucking citizen who understands how the road works. I take off in a hurry because I'm a respectable fucking citizen who knows how the road works. And then fuckhead behind me decides to do the same thing. But can he keep up? Oh no, daddy, he can't keep up. So I slip into the left-hand lane and I watch him just fucking disappear into the dust or rain or something behind me, you know? I just try not to let myself get too attached to these situations because my blood pressure rises and I feel like I want to stab something. So I just let it go, right? Then we come up to the big sweeper that takes us onto the highway, which then gets us up to 80 k's per hour. Hey, who do you think's up my ass? Who do you think is up my ass? Yeah, it's the four liter patrol with a fucking shitty changed out LED lights in the front because he thinks that's going to increase the value of his car. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Why can't you just take your L's when I passed you? Why can't you just realize that I went past you because you've been diddly-daddling, fiddling with your fucking penis the past two minutes, and I'm just trying to get somewhere? What the fuck are you proving? What, you're going to get past me and yell some shit out the window? What are you going to do when you get in front of me? Are you going to slow down again? What the fuck is the idea? I'll tell you what the problem is. It's instant gratification. The problem is that we have afterpay these days instead of lay-by. The problem is... You can see all the bitches in your town wearing absolutely nothing on Instagram at a moment's notice. That's what the fucking problem is. I know you're probably not understanding how those two things relate, but they do. They think in that moment they can have a win instead of realizing that they've already had a loss. They need to fucking stick their towels between their legs and lick their wounds rather than trying to prove something that is for nothing. Bro, I went past you because you're going slow. If you want to go slow, go slow. You've shown me that you want to go slow. Just keep going slow. And if I want to go fast, get the fuck out of my way. That's the point of the fucking right-hand lane. I utilize the right-hand lane to the best of my knowledge and ability, and now you're trying to catch me again? You had your opportunity. Does anyone else remember being 10 years old and wanting that Hot Wheels set from fucking Big W? And your mom's like, sure, you can get that, but you're gonna have to pay for it yourself. And to pay for it yourself, if you wanna make sure that you're gonna get it, you gotta put it on lay-by. So you'd have to put that shit on lay-by, right? And you go in there and the lady at the fucking lay-by desk was always really nice and she's like, oh, what have we got today? And she'd remember they wrap it up in in, in fucking garbage bags so you couldn't really see what was in it. They'd wrap it up and then they'd put your name on the front and they'd make a note of how much you paid for it and shit. And then over the next five weeks, you go in there with a little bit more money every time, paying a little, more, a little bit more off, and your anticipation would rise every time. And then the day you got it, you took it home and you were fucking excited because you had to work for it. Because you had to wait. You had to be patient. You had to be persistent. You had to be consistent every fucking week in going in there and seeing the nice lady and paying more if you lay by to get that fucking Hot Wheels set. And now 
You can just walk into Michael Hill and buy a bullshit fucking two and a half thousand dollar ring on Afterpay for some bitch that you met on Tinder fucking six months ago and make a commitment for the rest of your life. That's what the fuck is wrong with society. That's what's wrong. And that is how you get people sitting on 20 kilometers per hour until someone passes them and then they think they've got something to prove. Bro, this was never a competition. This is two people traveling at two different paces and one of them got stuck behind the other. Like, I don't understand. I do not understand. Like, I get the boys are competitive. I understand someone passes you and all of a sudden you get a woody and you think you got to go fucking... Heaps of sexual references in today's podcast. I apologize if I'm making you uncomfortable, but also fuck off if I am, you know? Because grow up. We have afterpay now. We also have unlimited access to porn. So if you're thinking that these sexual references are crazy, dude, you'd hate to see Reddit. You understand? Man. I think the truth is I'm not necessarily upset. I just have more questions. You know, like I say in all these other examples and situations that I mention, I just wonder if that's what you do in this situation, how the fuck do you live the rest of your life? How do you decide what to eat in the morning? You know what I mean? Do you open up the cupboard and like you were going to have toast, but the fucking, the wheat bix is staring at you. So now you think you got to fucking prove something to the wheat bix. So you have four slices of toast instead of just two. Like what is the fucking decision making there? I mean, are these the people that literally get 15 years into a marriage before they realize they don't like the person they're married to? They were so busy in fulfilling the prophecy of actually getting married and having a house and having a wife and having kids and all the rest that they failed to pick the house that they want. They failed to fall in love with a woman that actually is is someone who is fulfilling to them, someone who actually makes them feel loved, someone who encourages them to be the best version of themselves and therefore it's easy to help them be the best version of themselves. Instead, they're too worried about the narrative. They're too worried about replicating what they saw in Home and Away and creating the same bullshit marriage that their parents have where they fucking facetiously talk back to each other and now you've got a twisted perception that that's what love is. Spent no time really asking questions and wondering about themselves or wondering about the world. They just fell into the same traps as everyone else and because he went and got a $50,000 loan for a Colorado, then I should go and get a $60,000 loan for a Ranger just to show him who can get more debt. For what? Instant gratification. That's what's changed. We have so much more instant gratification. Today, the success of a business is not measured off the product. It's measured off its efficiently and efficiency and how much it can be sold to the customer. That is what it is. Gone are the days. If you make a really great quality product, then the people will come because people want quality. No. The days are You just get the cheapest possible product and sell it for the most reasonable price and provide the most efficient pathway between the person finding it and getting it in the fucking letterbox. That's why Afterpay is such a big deal. That's why Layby is gone. That's why there is a fucking financer in the office of every single car yard that you'll ever walk into because they know that you have to strike while the iron is hot. Someone's interested in a car and they've walked around it four times, they've sat in it, they're feeling it. Do you know how to make that person buy the car? Give them the keys. Tell them to take it for a drive. And then as soon as they come back, oh, have you met Tom? Tom's our finance guy. And you know that shifty motherfucker can't lay straight in bed. That dude, that's the dude who helps you get a loan that you're not going to be able to pay for. Oh, you make a thousand bucks a week? Ah, 1100. 1100 bucks a week. Have you got five pay slips? Oh, these three ones are the best ones. You did a bit of overtime here. That'll help. I know that's not your normal amount that you get per week, but ah, fuck them. It's just a finance company. We'll get it. Rightio, how much do you spend on your groceries a week? 150 bucks, 100 bucks. How much do you spend on fuel? 80 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh yeah, how much do you spend on rent? 450, 
you know, mate, you've got a fucking roommate. You spend three hundred. We'll get you this three fifty Z. You ready? Three hundred. Rightio, I'm going to forward this to the finance people, and we'll make sure you get this car by the end of the day. Why? Because they know that if that person sleeps on that decision, the likelihood of that person buying the car fucking goes right down the drain. That, that still that fucking fire inside someone's belly to go like, oh yeah, but I want a new car and I feel really sexy when I'm driving that particular car or whatever it might be. That feeling is still there. But the feeling of making a decision in that moment immediately disappears as soon as that person walks out the gate. They know that you have to act on that feeling. And that's what businesses and companies have honed in on in the past, I would say, seven years. They know that if they can somehow, I mean, dude, even look at me right now. If you come to me and say, Jake, I really want this shirt. I really want this shirt. I've been looking at it for fucking so long. And, and now I'm, now I've reached out to you. I'm telling you that I want this shirt. I will do everything within my power to get the sale off you in the next couple of minutes. Because I know even if I leave it for half an hour, the woody is gone. You're not, you're, you're not pumped up as much as you were when you first sent that message. You know, I'll give you a discount just to get you in that shirt because I know it's got less to do with the product and more to do with the efficiency of sale. It's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. I mean, shit, you try and sell something on fucking Gumtree. I mean, this embarrassing when you sell stuff on Gumtree and Facebook. Like, I'm selling my dirt bike at the moment for $4,000. I had someone ask me if I would take $1,200 cash for it. Yeah, no, 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 I wouldn't, no. That's... That's so close to a quarter of what I'm asking for that I can't even respond to you without being rude. Or like when you put no swaps in the ad and then people message you like, oh, would you consider swapping an unregistered 05 turbo diesel Hilux and a CRF 150R that's had a complete rebuild but is in parts and has been for the past 12 months in my shed? By the way, that's a real offer. That is a, I had that offer. Okay, I actually had that offer to swap for my dirt bike, a motorbike that's in parts and an unregistered Hilux, right? No, I wouldn't like that. You know what I will swap my motorbike for? $4,000 in $1 coins. That's what I'll swap it for. I don't mind. You can do $4,000 in cash. You can do $4,000 in car, uh, fucking transfer. You can go get a bank check. Shit, you can give me $4,000 worth of fucking Bitcoin. As long as it's a currency, I will swap you this dirt bike for it. But I will not swap it for some other shit of yours. And it says that in the ad. It just, it blows my mind that like, I think the point that I'm trying to make here is that people are so in the moment, right? And this is this is the greater thing that I'm working towards now as I, as I mature into almost a 30-year-old, okay? And I know that's something, it's probably something that I'm going to look back on when I'm like 30, 40 years old and just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But at the same time, this is like, I feel like I have so much more interest now in five years and in 10 years rather than being worried about today. And to be very honest, I've been worried about the next half an hour and only the next half an hour for the majority of my late teens and 20s. That is the fucking reality of how I've been living is I'm only worried about, you know, how many cars have I bought uh, just because I could buy them there and then, you know? Like I've even got myself in a situation where I've saved up heaps of money and then gone in and bought something that I didn't go there to buy and spent the majority of my money just going like, yeah, but I saved that money. I can save it again. It's got nothing to do with your ability to save the money. It's got to do with you didn't want this. You didn't come in here to buy this and now you're buying it. You didn't get this because you wanted it. You got it because someone fucking sold it to you. 
You got it because whether it was a marketing manager in an office somewhere far away two years ago created a brilliant advertisement that makes you feel like you need it, or whether it's this person right here was just showing it to you when you walked into the yard and made you feel like you'd be a better person by owning it. The reality is you never wanted this. This is a new desire. That's why they say sleep on it. Because it makes you fucking reset what's going on. You're not just acting on that oxytocin that you got from sitting in the vehicle or holding the fucking, you know, the gold chain or whatever it might be. People aren't worried about fucking next year. They're not worried about next week. They're barely worried about tomorrow. All they want to do is make people happy now. They want to make themselves happy now. It's the part that scares me. Isn't anyone working towards the future anymore? Man. I tell you... I'm at a point, <clears throat> change the subject, okay? Change the subject. Feel like you got me all worked up for nothing. I'm not sweating in my hoodie here. It's not even fucking eight o'clock, in the, nine o'clock in the morning. What are we doing? But how exciting is this? I talked a little bit yesterday about that Perth outdoor rollerblading collab that I have. The front graphic is complete. I've got a box full of empty garments. I'm gonna take some of them out. I'm going down to my local printer here in town because it's a full color graphic. I'm gonna get him to slap those graphics all over the shirt. So I have something to wear this weekend. And I have something to give away to a few of the... Oh, sorry. You know those burps that don't... They're not fucking anything. They're more just like your stomach kind of creating a pressure system or something. I only get them drinking coffee and I only get them while I'm doing a podcast. It's insane. But I'm going to go and get them printed for those few or couple lucky people uh, uh, best dressed for the Halloween skate this Saturday, which I'm super excited for. But it's also a bit of a fucking catch-22 because I know it seems... Hard to believe being the owner of a uh, successful fucking local apparel business that I am, but I can't afford a hotel room to stay in that night. I can barely afford the fuel to go to Perth to do the skate at all. So therefore, I'm justifying my visit to Perth by seeing as many people as I can there and catching up with people that I haven't seen in a while or, you know, maybe just respectfully want to drop in on them. But uh, I'm going to be driving up first thing in the morning. I'm going to be seeing three different friends throughout the day. And then I'm doing the actual Halloween skate at five o'clock at night. That probably goes for three, four, five hours because it's quite a social event. And then I'm going to be driving home. Now, I've just, I've done too many fucking late night drive homes where I just know that, uh, it's just a shit. You know what I mean? I just know what it is. I'm not scared that I'm going to fucking crash and die or anything. I'm more just worried that like, I know how I am in those situations and I know I just march forward, but I would just much rather fucking stay in Perth. So it's one of those things where, you know, you just go instead of scratching together the coins to, to fucking stay in the hotel this weekend, I would much rather use those same coins to put towards black ink and work towards getting myself a reality where I can afford a hotel room. So a bit of a catch 22, but that's okay. It's okay. It's nice having these things kind of work towards and be excited about. I mean, as I said the other day, I paid all my bills and I still had some money left over. And on top of that, I had more money coming in from the website. So it was like, that's a completely new experience. You know, I'm fucking doing screen prints the other day and I started crying because I realized like, oh, I just wandered into thinking that I could, I could screen print. You know what I mean? Like someone mentioned one day, like, oh, you should get a screen printer. Here's one for sale. And my mind went like, oh, I can do that no matter how hard that is. And then realizing how hard it is. And then also continuing to go to the point where I had something in front of me where I go like, oh, look, you screen printed this. This is done. This is really cool. This could be in a shop. Shit, this should be in a shop. And you did it. Of course I fucking cried. Who wouldn't cry in that situation? It's a beautiful moment. So now I'm screen printing. Now I've got a little bit of money left over my account, even after I pay all my bills and I can still afford to post everyone's thing out. 
can't afford a hotel room yet, so now we've got a next fucking goal. Now we've got the next step, and now it's within it's within reach as well. Because this is the thing. I feel like I should break down break this down a little bit. We know that staying in a hotel room, you go like, oh, that's only $150. Hey, that's cute. That's cute. You think I'm staying in a hotel room for $150 and that's all the money I have to spend? Well, I've got to park my car somewhere. And do you think there is anywhere in Perth City that you can park your car without being royally fucked up the ass by some bloody, what are they called? The uh, Oh, I can see them now. You know that Wilson, Wilson Parking. They're everywhere, bro. They're fucking everywhere. They've got the system on lock. Oh, you want to leave your car for half an hour? That's going to be $34. Oh, you were gone for 31 minutes? It's $64. I'm sorry, those are the rules. It's on the sign when you drive in. If you don't like the rates, you can just leave, you know? You can just not come in. Fucking crazy. So you got the overnight stay. Then you got the parking. You got the coffee the next morning. The coffee always goes with a croissant. There's 10 bucks. You've got the dinner the night before. So there's another 25, even being conservative. And this is the thing. You go like, oh yeah, I'll spend 10 bucks on dinner. Respectfully, where the fuck do you get anything to eat that's going to keep this 90 kilo machine fucking fed on $10? You can't. And especially if your boy's on the sweet puff herbal Mary Jane, he's going to need at least 50. You know what I mean? We're going to need a couple bags of chips, maybe a pizza, two little bottle of Coke, some two minute noodles, a bit of fruit. You know what I mean? That's, you need it all. You need it all. So... I had I, right now I like have to make the decision like can I afford this realistically like $200 worth of parking accommodation food coffee fucking around I can't but it's definitely within reach it is within reach so I'm excited to uh I don't know I don't know I think seasons is uh new year's eve like that festival seasons I'm pretty keen on going to that and I would really like to have a hotel room for like four nights you know, you go think. I think it's like a Friday, so you go Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Sunday, and then leave Monday, sort of thing. And like, I mean, everything done and dusted. That's probably fifteen hundred dollars. So if I said in the next two months I can generate enough income, enough revenue within my business that I could walk away with fifteen hundred dollars of spare money, then I'd be fucking stoked on that. You know, so it's a little something to work towards. It's like, uh, and like, man, this is. I don't know. Some some parts of me, I go like, well, why do you get so greedy in what you want and all the rest? Because I've been living on nothing. You know what I mean? I've been living on letting Larissa buy me coffee. Otherwise, I go without coffee. I have my coffee at home if I can't afford it. And I've been living like this now for close to a year. It it makes it really fucking obvious what you don't need in this in this life. You know? What you really don't need. All the shit that I'm talking about that people buy on Afterpay, I don't have any of that. I don't have any of that. You, the audience, knows exactly what my money buys because most of the time I document the fact. I mean, yes, I went and bought a Honda Grom the other day for $3,500 and then you would have seen a couple days later me advertising my WR450 for $3,500. Why? Because I had to borrow the money to buy it. You know? I've had to borrow money off my mum to pay rent. You know, like, I'm not living outside of my means. My means has a fucking full stop and I am living within it. You know? And... I mean, obviously, borrowing money to pay rent means you're not living within your means. But at the same time, you know, pay my mum back. So fucking, you're worried too much about the details. What I'm saying is, is like, do I need to go to seasons? Do I need to have that relaxation time? Do I need to have fun? Do you need a hotel room for four days? Can you just do it for two or maybe one? You know, and anyone who's partied knows that you need at least two days in a hotel room if you're going to party properly, but it's not the point. I just get this real feeling of uh, necessity, what is ne- what, what's necessary for you, for your life, for your business, for your relationship, for all that sort of things. And everything past that, like, well, 
I mean, as I said before, I'm worried about five years from now. I'm not worried about the next five minutes. So instead of spending that $1,500 on a hotel room, can we spend $1,500 on the next product? Can we spend $1,500 on employing someone for a month and taking all of that you know, effort away from me, train someone up into, into the field that I'm good at and kind of get them self, uh, what do you call it, self... Uh, self-motivating, whatever it is, where they just kind of, you know, having them do my job for me and then being able to spend all that time in developing new products, whatever it might be. It's just like, it's a hard conversation that I'm constantly having with myself. And I mean, this is part of owning a business. You're constantly pressure testing all of these ideas to make sure it's viable. But I think having this conversation even out loud right now, I know that I haven't been to a festival in a hot minute. We haven't had proper festivals in a hot minute. I know a lot of the people that I want to see just naturally going to be there and I would definitely love to stay in a hotel room for four days and I can't wait to see how that whole thing might and will turn out. So 100% I'll work towards trying to have that excess 1500 I feel like I've talked about shit that doesn't even matter these past 10 minutes. I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, I'm going to call this an early episode today because I feel like I'm talking about just absolute nonsense now and I would hate to waste your time as an audience. So thank you for listening to episode 56. My name is Jake Kerr and I'm fucking signing out. Yo! Well, I fucked it. Yo! <laughs>